Oh, you, you're not. Uh, oh, you're not online. No, perfect. No. So <laughs> anything you've got any... from that point forward is you're on your own. Well, I'm. I'm not there at all. We're uh, we're flying solo here. Mark, we're talking about relationships. Speaking of flying solo, <laughs> that's uh, hmm. what kind of a segue is that? A solo relationship. So this week we're talking about relationship uh, with our children and openness. But I thought what we'd do is let Uncle Fillmore uh, introduce it for us. He he uh, stepped up to the plate to answer some of our relationship building questions. He is so full of pithy wisdom. He's that kind of down home, back country, mm-hmm. back porch sort of yeah, backwards. Hi there, this is Uncle Fillmore. The fellas at Interman Radio asked me to talk about relationships with kids. I'm not exactly sure what they're looking for, but I guess they're looking for a quick, easy, three-step, can't-fail, guaranteed relationship system. And to that end, might I recommend Uncle Fillmore's Thrive While You Drive audio series on raising kids. It's on sale right now for $19.99. Now, your car will need a cassette player, and if I, uh... And I have a few 8-tracks at 50% off, but it's for a limited time, so act fast. Where was I? All right, relationships. Okay, the secret to having a good relationship with our kids is to understand two basic principles about why we have kids and then choose which one we're going to run with. The first principle is that kids are a great way to increase productivity. You might say, productivity? My goal is to have a relationship with my kids. My friend, well, I applaud your elegant simplicity. It's a bit idealistic and naive. I bet you enjoy playing the glad game or naming blessings while you drive down the road. Just stop already. What we're looking for here is a goal that sets you up for future success. And by success, I mean living off your kid's charity. See, the reason we have kids really goes back to the days of hard work in the field when a man spent his time trying to figure out how he's going to bring in that 100 acres of crop before the swarm of locusts came in. The glad game didn't get him through that. Having a team of cheap, loyal, unquestioning hard laborers did. Kids were the way a man could get things done. And when he was too old to bring in the crops any longer, he sat on the porch in his lazy boy and watched his grown children and grandchildren do it for him. So if you want to have productive relationships with your kids, you need to instill that kind of unquestioning, obedient work ethic, one that feels indebted and obligated. After all, guilt and obligation are the keys to successful long-term relationships of this type. Now, some of you might be thinking that this path isn't the one for you, and that's okay. We're not here to judge. You'd rather be your kid's buddy than a slave-driving boss man. I get it. What you need to do is to win your kid's heart by relating to him. Now, I don't mean simply taking interest in what they got going on, or playing with them, or carving out time to listen to them. I mean, anyone can do that. What we're looking for is obvious, overt expressions of infantilism. You need to do things that make them say, Wow, Dad, you're one of us. So when they come home from school spewing the latest societal or scientific theory, you go along with it, even if it contradicts last week's mindless dribble. But then, take it a step further and embrace and promote it. See, teaching critical thinking skills isn't what's important here. Maintaining a relationship is. If they get a dolphin tattoo, will you get one too? Uh, but note to self, be sure to check and make sure theirs isn't a temporary crackerjack prize tattoo before you drop 300 bucks on new art for yourself. Ask me how I know. Now, where was I? Oh yes, dolphins. When they want to go to some Disney theme park or SeaWorld for their birthday, you better take them. And how about things they don't want to do? Like go to church, eat their veggies, or get their chores done. It's funny how often tummy aches ensue when there's something the kids don't want to do. What you do is you go along with it and give them some ice cream to soothe their upset tummies. After all, it's not about serving others or developing discipline it's about relationships so there you have it everything you need to know about having a good relationship with your kids is really a matter of where you want to end up want to be large and in charge living the easy life in 
retirement? I suggest path A. Want to be the coolest, hippest, most loved parent of all time? I suggest path B. Now some might say that these two paths don't take into account the kids' needs, but I renounce that statement in no uncertain terms. In order to take care of your kids, you need to take care of yourself first. Well, that's all I have for today. Next time you have burning questions that need to be answered, you just let me know. And act fast on Uncle Fillmore's easy one, two, three steps for pa whatever that was called. Act fast on that today by calling 1-800-UNCLE-FILLMORE. That's 1-800-UNCLE-FILLMORE. We'll see you next time. Bye now. Did I get the, the I think I, we, we got, all right. Is, it, is this still, he he hello? I, okay. Wow. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you for that, Uncle Fillmore. Um, you know, I wonder, in his mind, he oh. sees those two things as, like, path A and path B as, like, being in direct opposition to one another. But it didn't seem quite that way. But No, they, they might seem like two sides of the same coin, maybe. Uh, perhaps. I, I'm not sure. But, but he you. means well. He means... He does. I think he means well. I think so. And we need to keep... By the way, do support his uh, his uh, his cassette ministry. Because... <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. You know, Definitely keep that in mind. One eight hundred. I think it was Uncle Fillmore. Maybe. I think that's. I think that's right. Give that. Give that right. phone number a shot. See what what comes back. All right. So we're talking about relationships this week, Mark. And uh, you know, <clears throat> I, I think really that they, this could be a real short episode because we as parents know we need to have good relationships with our kids. Yep. And we know we do. Yep. <laughs> and we'll see you next time on, on Intermarriage. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> There's. <clears throat> yeah. Everybody thinks they have open relationships with their kids, or at least they might. Think yeah. they could, I, or compared or to compared may, to their neighbor, it's better may, than that. Maybe or, not. I mean, if you ask people, though, hey, do you have an open relationship with your kids? Oh yeah, of course. I do. Well, good. Yeah. If you ask the kids, hey, do you have an open relationship with your parents? They don't understand me. They hate me. <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so. How would we know though if we did have an open relationship with our parents? Hmm. Well, here's one good test, and that's when things are difficult to talk about. And we talk about them. So the confidence to approach parents is the same kind of test for openness in that relationship as the way that we approach God. What do you mean? Like, mom and dad, I broke the window? Yes, okay. I broke the window. Okay. <clears throat> and sometimes we break more than the window. And when it comes to our relationship with God, the test of our confidence is not just so much when things are going great. But it's when maybe we need grace to help in time, time of, of need. need. Exactly. Yes. So Hebrews chapter 4 describes it this way. It says, because we have a high priest, in verse 15, who can sympathize with our weaknesses, because he's been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, we draw near with confidence to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and may find grace to help in time of need. It's the time of need that really tests the openness of that relationship. Yeah, so when is that time of need? I mean, uh, in, in this case, if we're talking about us going to God, typically the time of need usually is when we messed up. Generally, that's... I mean, there, I mean there's, there's obviously needs if, you know, there might be things going on in our life that are outside of our control that we're getting, sure. we need help with. Um, but a lot of times it's circumstances that are self-imposed somewhat. Yeah, and that's kind of the impression that we get, the implication from Hebrews, is because he sympathizes with our weaknesses. Mm -hmm. He's right. been tempted in all things as we are. So, so the uh, uh, kind of the context of the verse is that, yeah, <clears throat> maybe you didn't handle that situation quite right, and now the window is broken, mm -hmm. but we still have confidence to go to the Lord because he knows what that feels like. Right. 
Right. And we know he's out for our best interest and that we can get we can get the grace and mercy we need at that time. Yeah. yeah. The greatest example of this is probably Jesus' parable, of course, of the prodigal son out of Luke chapter 15. The son, he's impetuous, he's young, he's got the world at his feet, and yeah. the tiger by the tail. All I need your money, Pops. <laughs> Give me your all money. All I need is a little cash. I've got this idea, see? And it's going to be great. <laughs> and we're going to... And all I need is a little bit of startup capital. Uh, and, of course, we all know the story doesn't work out very well for him. Right. Yeah, pretty soon he's slopping hogs um, and thinking that that actually looks a little bit appetizing. So, so what's the kid to do? Well, I mean, it, at this point he had run out of options. Yes, I he mean, did. The, the only option he had was to try to, you know, crawl back to dad somehow. I guess, I guess he didn't have to crawl back to dad. No. He could have kept doing what he was doing. He, he could have. He but, wasn't, yeah. It wasn't pretty. Yeah. And if he had left on different terms, I think it's likely he would have continued there. When you say it left on different terms, what do you mean? Well, if dad, for instance, had given him, um, had given him the talk. Oh, I see. Yeah. You know, son, this is a bad idea. This is terrible. I'm not going to let you do this. There's no way that you're going to defile the family name, that you're going to drag us through the mud, that you're going to mm-hmm. you're going to waste this money. You're a dumb kid. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah, that sounds very fleshly the way you just said that. I'm very self, I was using self- my fleshly voice. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. Uh-huh. Nice. Uh, but let's make the same take the same thing and make it sound more spiritual. But saying the same thing. Kid, and, that's a dumb idea. No. You just. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, like, like um, well, son, you know, you're violating God's principles here. Oh, and, I like it. A and, little bit uh, of biblical guilt. Because you're violating God's principles, I simply cannot support your, your doing this. And so yeah. I, your mother and I have decided that we will have nothing to do with you at this point. Uh-huh. I mean, that's much more spiritual, don't it, you think? It is. It yeah. is. And it certainly, it, uh, it gives you, as a parent, it gives you the option of being self-justified. Mm-hmm. And you can even throw in a little bit of false humility with martyrdom because Ooh. you stood up for doing the right thing and your child has hurt you in this way. That's right. Yep. But and if you want to do it anyway. Yeah. You know, okay. Right. But we're, we, we, love, we still love you. You bet. And the neighbors yeah. will think more highly of you because you can always Ooh. tell them that we tried to stop and we did everything in our power. Yeah. This guy goes really out on a limb when he says, you know what, kid? I believe in you. I, I think he knows better from the get-go. But he says, you know what, pal, if that's what you want to do, okay. See, this guy, oh, he's so smart. I I love that parable because it's really more about the parent than it is about the child. But he's playing the long game and keeping the door open with the kid. So, yeah, you could try and prevent him from doing it, but he's going to do it anyway. And so, once he does, it's going to be a lot longer before he comes back down the road. So maybe we're, maybe we're talking about two different things here. And I love it when we go off script here, Mark. For the audience, we are off script here. So we're keeping it real. <laughs> like we're ever on script. <laughs> okay, so maybe we're talking about two different things. So on the one hand, you know, the, there's, quote, the talk. And so you're saying, you know, we don't want to have that. I mean, obviously, if you want to keep, keep that door open so that they can come and find help in their time of need, like we sure. do with the father. But that doesn't mean that as parents, we never tell them, look, if you choose this path, here's really what's likely to happen to you. Oh, yeah. If you choose to do this, here's what's likely to happen to you, just like God did with the Israelites. Yes. And so if you choose this way, here's what's in store. You know, honey, I, I don't think this is a good idea. Right. Because 
because uh, or or son, you know, this is a bad idea, and here's the red flags that I see here. Yep. So you're not saying don't talk about those things. No, not at all. In fact, it would be an obstacle to openness if when if uh, when they want to return, they say, well, why did you encourage me to do that stupid thing? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so you're not saying kid comes and says, I'm going to go do this, and you say, well, I, Great. <laughs> I am your cheerleader. That is my job, and yeah. go get him, kid. Yeah. I mean, that's not, not at all. So okay. I think really transparency is the is the key to an open relationship with kid. You don't um, you want him to know, listen, I, I don't think this is a good idea, but I trust you enough, and it's your decision to make. Now, obviously, depending on the age of our kids, not everybody's at the point where we okay. can, you know, okay, give them their okay, cut of Dad. their That's cut right. of the inheritance because they want to buy whatever. Right. Um, but when they're at that point and it's their decision to make, well, we recognize that. But transparency again is is important. So this kid, when he comes on hard times, he knows he's confident. I can go back to Dad. Yeah. Now I'm going to have to eat some humble pie, but I'm, I can go back to Dad, and I know he'll at least have me as a servant. And so he's confident in that relationship and his opportunity to restore at least to some degree what he had before. Yeah. So so in as the kids coming back, he, he preempts his dad from restoring him to that place of honor. So I, there might be this thought in, in the son's mind that maybe dad is going to give me back to this spot. Maybe the son is thinking, I don't want dad to do that because I don't deserve it. Or the son might be thinking, look, maybe my angle here is to tell dad that I don't deserve that spot and maybe he's, he'd be, you know, this would work better for me if I come with this. Either way, not knowing exactly what his thought process of why he said that was, he said, I'm going to go offer myself as a servant. And he did. And, but he had enough confidence in doing that mixed with a healthy dose of, I'd just say some guilt and shame. Uh, yep. Don't probably. you think? Yep. Yeah. So, but the relationship really takes two. It's there's the child's role and there's the parent's role. And and our role as parents is to build trust in our children, that we've got their best interests at heart, and we really love them, and that we're here for them when they need us, and that we'll do anything anything in our power uh, to help do right by them. Yeah. We're trying to communicate that all the time to the kids. We're uh, you know as dads from our perspective, but but moms also. Um, we're always trying to show the kids in every way possible that we really are interested in what's best for them. Yeah. That in, in every case, our motive is we want them to do well. Uh, not necessarily to be comfortable, but we want them to do well. We want them to grow and, and we want them to have w- what is best for them, spiritually speaking. The kids' role, they have a part in that relationship also, and it does require both parties making some investment and. In, so for the child to have the relationship, it, it requires some openness from them, too. They need to be honest about where they're at in life. Because, yeah. um, again, it's that transparency that really is foundational to having any kind of open relationship. If, if that's not there, everything else is kind of angles and nuance and ulterior motives. So if transparency is the basis for that conversation and for the relationship, then openness comes yeah and there might be some times when uh the child isn't necessarily transparent because maybe they're doing some things that they really know that we wouldn't approve of that's possible and so there might be some of those times when they do kind of skirt the the edges a little bit in their answers or they're not perfectly direct as parents it's still our role to do our part to have an open relationship yeah and i like what you added earlier that it's not necessarily our job 
to cheer them on in everything. That, uh, that just because they're doing it doesn't make it great. You know, kids can see through that too. And if they don't deserve to be praised for those things, maybe they are doing something that you don't approve of, or yeah. maybe even God doesn't approve of. That, okay, that's possible. We don't want to praise them for that because they know that's dishonest. Right. So we're going to be honest about it, but we're not going to necessarily make it an obstacle to relationship. We still want to have the conversation. We're not going to dismiss it, but at the same time, tell me what you're thinking. You know, let's, you know, how's it going? And and keep that, keep that line moving. And what's communicated there is that you're a person of integrity because they know that you're not, you're not, um, as parents, we are not uh, caving on principle, that we are still people of principle and integrity. Down the road, that could pay off in the relationship. Yeah, because, for sure. Because when things get tough, when, th- when, they, when they're looking at, at maybe their world is crashing around them, hopefully they will look for answers from people with integrity and with people who are solid, who they view as being um, consistent. Yeah, when people are in trouble, they look for people who are consistent. They yeah. look for people who are, are not changed. The ones who are the most consistent are the people that they're, gonna, that they're gonna try and attach themselves to when they're in trouble, and the people that they know care about them. You know, that's yeah. the point. I mean, all of his friends are gone, right? By the yeah. time he's slopping hogs, all those guys are gone. Where's he going to go? He's going to go to the person that he believes can help him best. So we don't do our kids any favors. If we we gloss over stuff, we want to be transparent. But at the same time, the door should remain open. I can sound duplicitous. Well, it almost sounds like we're compromising our principles because, you know, we're not going to hold the child accountable for their actions for the sake of an open relationship. And but, you know, if we think about it in terms, how does God work with us? I mean, does God does God say, "Listen, I'm going to hold you on the outside here until I get some some full accountability and some"? God doesn't work that way with us. I mean, God's willing to say, "Okay, well, what can we do better today?" Right. <laughs> you know, how do we? Okay, maybe we can't fix everything uh, right now, but what can we do today? Right. And God wants the open relationship with us. He wants us to be able to to honestly discuss. This is this is where I'm at, and be able to to work through those things incrementally, and give us the grace to do that. And that's really what we're talking about with the kids: is we're not we're not just overlooking bad behavior or failure. At the same time, we do want that grace to to cover that in in a sense, so that the relationship is there to work on those things rather than cutting them off um, in order to, you know, to, to guilt them into coming back to the negotiating table. And then at the same time, we don't want to chase them either. Yeah. I mean, that's really, we're not doing them any favors by running after them and, and uh, uh, doing whatever we can and then feeling guilty if they don't respond. What did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. What can I do better? You, you may have done something wrong. Maybe you could have done that's, a lot that's better. Possible. Yeah. You know, but, right. but here's the thing. At this point, it's not helpful to them to chase them. We'll, we'll get into in a little bit what it might look like, though, uh, down the road. So, Sure. So, you know, I think um, for the sake of our, of our podcast, a lot of the discussion for open relationships um, is kind of must necessarily dwell on some difficult topics, like if they've done wrong, if something's happened, if those will be the test of those relationships, but it's not the way that those relationships grow. I mean— you can't wait until something something bad has happened, you know, the broken window, and then sit down and have a relationship. 
Right. Now that you've messed up, this is an opportunity for us to have that relationship. Yeah. It's time to be open. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to be open about? <laughs> uh, no. No? No, there really isn't. How are you really doing? I love that question. Yeah. How are you really doing? Really? Really doing? Yeah. It almost implies like you know that I'm doing something I mm-hmm. really shouldn't be. Oh, yeah. That's always a great question to get. How are you really I, doing? I love those boilerplate questions. Yeah. You know? like, so tell me, right? <laughs> he knows. How does he know? Oh, man. How do we do it? I mean, how do we, how do we tell the kid, um, I'm, I'm open. I, I want that relationship. We don't wait until there's a problem, like we talked about, and then try and open a dialogue. Yeah. What we're trying to do is set up a regular line of communication. So you can't do better than a regular time with the kids of spending time with them. You have to make those guys a regular priority on your schedule. You got to carve out the time. If you don't have the time, something needs to change to get the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. You will not get those opportunities back. That's right. I mean, you you can try later on to to make up for lost time, but it is it's much more difficult. So Putting the time in now, so wherever your kids are at this moment, maybe you've got really young kids, and uh, you know what? It's not so much of an issue. Maybe you've got teenage kids, and it's starting to become more challenging. Maybe you've got adult kids, and maybe that relationship is stressed, or maybe it's even closed. Um, now is the best time yeah. to try and, and, and create an environment that allows for that kind of, of open relationship. Yeah, and we need to make it comfortable for them. Comfortable so it's a natural flowing conversation. We teased around about, you know, opening up a conversation. Well, you know, is there anything you want to tell me? Or <laughs> right. How right. are you really doing? Yeah. You know, like obviously those are clearly not the way to start this conversation, but it, it, it needs to be something where they, they, they feel free to talk. Yeah. And, and if this is something that's new, a new regimen, so to speak, yeah, yeah, yeah. then they might not feel that way at first, and that's okay. It, you know, exactly. We, we take what they give us. Yep. And we so run with it. we're just going to open that door and we're going to, I mean, depending on the age of your children, obviously this is going to look a little bit different, but I just want to talk about what they want to talk about. Yeah. How's your week been? Yeah. What, what, what's new? What's, what's, what's cooking? What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. How was this, you know, if you, how was, how was the English test? How was the, yeah. uh, you know, we want to talk about the things that they want to talk about. Um, so this isn't how do we open a relationship to deal with you know their life choices and goals. Um, if the relationship is there, when those questions come up, right, they will be on the table. Right. The goal is the relationship. Yep. The relationship isn't the tool to get to a conversation <laughs> at the end of it. I mean, right. That's now, exactly right. Right. Now, now in the back of our mind, there might be some things that we are praying that we have the opportunity to talk to our kids about. Yes. But. If we're approaching this as, okay, here's step one, and I'm going to get them to this point over here, and they, now, that's the wrong way to do it. Right. Th- they need to know that we really want a relationship with them and that that's our goal. Yeah, transparency. Yeah. We're, we're not trying to trick them. We're not trying to manipulate them. We genuinely want the conversation. We want to know what's important to them. We want them to know what's important to us, but we want them to be able to share all those things with us um, you know, the same goes true for the Lord. The Lord doesn't only want to hear from us when we're in trouble. You know, we don't have to have sinned to approach with confidence the throne of grace. Right. Um, the Lord actually kind of likes to hear from you. 
and even on stuff that, you know, it doesn't have to be, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. <laughs> right. Prayer doesn't have to begin that way. In fact, it's it's probably a healthier relationship yeah. if every prayer doesn't start that yeah. way. Right. You know? Yeah, it's preferable, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what we want with our kids. Is, you know, we want it to be open where, hey, I'm so glad to see you today. And yeah. that's the tenor of, of, of the relationship. And, you know, I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea that when we're talking about this, sometimes it is the heavier issues yeah. that will define or test the openness of the relationship. But it really is so much of the good stuff. It's just the, yeah. it's just the day-to-day things yeah. that, that we talk over that builds that foundation so that when something happens, yeah. then you can still talk about it, and it's not weird. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you said, how'd your test go? How did, how did, how's work going for you? you know, how's, how's your girlfriend doing? How's, it, how's so-and-so? You know, right. just, just uh, you know, t- t- okay, the landlord, uh, landlord said they were going to raise your rent rates. How'd that turn out? Are, yeah, saying, you know, that turn? Are you moving back home? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that? definitely a conversation <laughs> we need to have. <laughs> but yeah. the principle here that we're trying to lay down is that we really are trying to build trust. Because um, trust is the foundation here, that they have to trust that we are out for their best interest. Yeah. Okay. So what if mm-hmm. what if our relationship with the kids doesn't have that kind of foundation? Yeah. What if what if they're maybe maybe um, uh, maybe they're a little bit older now, mm-hmm. and we don't have that kind of relationship. We don't have the relationship where we call in and chat about things right. or you know they come over and hang out or mm-hmm. we meet them to do this or that and everything's great right now what do we do well okay the first thing is the same principles apply here that we've been talking about with regards to kids that are younger the, the same principles we're still trying to develop trust with them we're still trying to take what they give us before so how do we manipulate them into trusting <laughs> us that's really what we're trying to figure out be trustworthy Oh, you know, I I guess that could work. Yeah. Earn it. Earn it. How about that? Yeah. Perhaps. I mean, I know you're just teasing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dads and maybe moms are this way, too. But dads especially don't compare your relationship with your kids to somebody else at church and their relationship with their kids. And don't don't feel like you've got to push your relationship to look like somebody else's with their kids. That's an awful lot of pressure. Uh, you don't know exactly, you know, maybe your situation raising your kids was completely different than theirs raising their kids. Um, so while it's good to have role models and have goals and, and look at that and say, hey, I want it to, I want to aim this direction with my kids. That's a healthy thing. But don't put that kind of pressure on those conversations to where they're driven by that. Really, these conversations with your kids need to be driven by a desire your desire to invest in them, not your desire to look good and compare to others. Yeah, that's that's a really excellent, that's an excellent point. When um, it's like it's like with marriages, if somebody says oh, they have a good marriage, so honey, we need to do everything they do, so that we have that marriage. Well, that doesn't work for you because you're not those people. That's right. So you can't carbon copy a relationship, and and just simply you know superimpose it on you your kids are all different right um and they're different from other kids and so we can't just take that relationship and do the same things go through the same motions well that they always meet at city brew at two o'clock so we're going to meet at city brew at two. it well, doesn't not, work that don't way do it at two o'clock that yeah. would be awkward <laughs> that would be a little <laughs> weird hey what are you guys doing at nothing um yeah right. so it's got to be what works what works for you because you're different people and that relationship 
is going to be different. At the beginning, especially if that relationship has been a little bit stressed in the past, they may be a little bit reluctant uh, or even suspicious. You know, what, Dad, what are you up to? Um, yeah. Because we're assuming here that you reached out to them yeah. as the first step, is that, that you've, you've reached out to them to start the communication process to, to start building that kind of relationship that maybe you didn't have before. Yeah. So, and if that's the case where we're trying to, you know, we're trying to build a better relationship than what we currently have. If we're doing that, and maybe there's a little bit of background here that makes that a little bit awkward, a good way to start is just to clear the table. And and be transparent. Yeah. So, if I'm if I find myself in that in that position, I want to have a face to face chat, and it doesn't have to be long, um, doesn't have to be drawn out, it doesn't have to be a lot of tears. Um, but I want to say, hey, listen, um, there's something that I, you know. The other day, I was listening to Internet Radio. Radio. Yes. It's an excellent podcast by two very wise. Okay. You don't have to go into all that detail, no, you, but, but you definitely really plug the yeah, definitely plug the podcast. I was listening to Interman Radio, and they were talking about an open relationship and how our relationship with God is open, and our relationship with our kids should be open. And I thought, you know, I want that kind of relationship with you. And I know in the past there are things that I could have done or should have done. And I didn't do them. And that, and I don't want to relive that, but I want you to know that I don't want that to be our relationship going forward. I, I want to have a better relationship mm-hmm. with you. I want you to be a part of my life. I, I want us to be able to have a, a better relationship. So just be aware. I, I'm going to try and do my part to try and make that work. So if I call you or if I text you from time to time or so on, please know that I'm trying to make things better than what they've been before and do my part because I really do want you in my life. I I think that's about as transparent as you can be. Absolutely. You're not going down the road of of, uh, reliving and recounting everything. That's not the goal. No, don't do that. Is that you're being transparent and taking some ownership. And, and by doing that, you're really relieving the, your child, you're relieving them of the pressure um, to initiate this. And, and, and you're taking that on yourself and really asking them some permission. Would it be okay if, yeah. would it be okay yep. if, I, if I fired you a text every once in a while to see how you're doing, checked in with you? Or would that include an emoji? Do you have to ask to do the emoji or just do the emoji? Well, I don't, I th- maybe it depends on the relationship with the kid. I, I guess it might. You yeah. know, because if you've never been in an emoji type and now all of a sudden you start throwing in the smiley face and thumbs up, they might think something's they, up. You, they might think you're being overly hip. Yeah. What about a GIF? Can you send a GIF? A gif? A gif? A, a gif, gif? A gif? Can you... Hmm. Hmm, I don't know. Be careful trying to be too hip. Yeah. Okay, that might be seen as, a, as, a, as an overall detraction. Yeah. Most kids want a relationship with their parents. Even if they don't want to want to, they still want to. So dads and moms, y- you've got that in your corner, that kids really do want your approval. They want your validation. They want your confirmation that they're a good person, right. that, you, that you appreciate and are proud of them. And that doesn't go away. It doesn't matter how old they are. They still look to you for that kind of, of validation. So, so maybe the door has been closed in the past. Um, 
ask if you can knock on it from time to time. Yeah. And uh, and make that a regular thing on your schedule. They don't necessarily need to know that it's every Tuesday at 2 o'clock. They'll um, figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe mix it up a little bit. Right. Um, but yeah. but the reason for, for doing that is to make it regular so that you don't miss it. You don't want... Yeah. Because, because the fact of the matter is, is if you've gone through life and raising your kids without having this regular time carved out, there's a good chance that you're in the habit of not doing that. Right. So what we're trying to do here on our own part is to change some habits as well. That's why it's it's a good idea to set some time on our calendar for that. Um, just as a, maybe set a little reminder on our phone or mark it down wherever we mark things down and just a reminder, hey, reach out to so-and-so today. Yeah, and a great way to screw this up is if you sit down, you have that conversation, say, hey, I'd like to be able to, to build some relationship. I want you as a part of my life, and then don't follow through. Yeah. That, that would really go a long ways yeah. to, to destroying any kind of credibility that you have. So follow through, like you said, write it down, you know, make it important, make it carve out the time, do what you need to do. It's worth doing. Yeah. It's worth making the effort. Now, you can only do your part. And if the kids don't respond or don't respond immediately or the way that we want them to. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. We take what they give us. Yeah. And we go from there. Yep. Uh, now, grown children, if you're listening to this. Uh-huh. And you've uh-huh. got you've got the kind of parents that maybe mm. maybe you don't have a great relationship with your folks. Okay, maybe it's all their fault. Maybe Probably. it's not all their fault. That's also possible. <laughs> so the pr- principles here, the same principles apply. Same thing, and do it the same way. Yeah, I, I once I once sat down with a, a fellow who's um, he was really really distraught, and he was um, um, he his intention was. He knew that his father was the was the reason that his life was a disaster, and uh, so he was going to write a letter outlining all of the ways that his father had failed him and been a terrible dad to him, and how this was this was going to set things right. And I said, "Well, <clears throat> I wouldn't suggest that you do that. May I instead suggest that you think for a moment about where your dad came from, the kind of struggles that he had to overcome." And then I want you to write the letter, but I want, you to, I want you to tell him the things that he did right and what you appreciate about him as a dad. Did he do it? He did. That's a good man. It, it, it changed, dramatically changed his relationship with his father, who died not long afterward. Wow. But it was a, it, it, it just totally changed that thing. So, yeah, if you're a grown child and you have trouble with your parents, maybe it was all their fault. Who knows? Okay, they certainly have some. It doesn't matter at this point. What matters is where do you want to go, not where have you been. If you can bring yourself to the table to be transparent, to say, Dad, Mom, whatever, listen, our relationship now is not the way I want it to be. I want to have a better relationship with you. And would it be all right you know, if I stopped in from time to time? I don't even have to bring any laundry. You know, I just yeah. stop in yeah. and, and chat. And, uh, you know, yeah. and, and say hello. Would, would, would that be all right? But be transparent. And, um, you know, what God's trying to teach us is how ultimately he wants to work with us. So the relationships that we have are really kind of the training ground. You know, they're the, they're the tangible learning points where we get an idea of the kind of relationship that God wants with us. God wants to be able to share with us when we have a great day. He wants to be able to share with us when we have a day that doesn't make the great list. 
God wants to have that kind of relationship, and he leaves his door open, and we want to do the same thing. Whether it's our kids, whether it's our parents, other important people in our lives, we want to have the kind of relationship that's open, that's transparent, and that ultimately allows us all to grow together in Christ. And And we'll we'll see see you next time on Inner Man Radio. Yeah, thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, you can be sure to never miss an episode by visiting innermanradio.org or get automatic notifications on your phone with the Innerman Radio app. It's available on Google Play or Apple Stores.